What's up, everybody? Welcome to what I think is actually episode 65. Nailed yeah, it. It there it is. I got I it this it. time. Woo! Episode 65 of the Half Gen Podcast. Ross, how are you? Doing okay. How are you doing? Just okay? Yeah, you know, it's it's hot here, and I'm ready for the mm-hmm. weekend. And I'm also on call this week, so that's oh. a bummer. But, you know, it is what it is. Oh, well, at least at least we have our hour to hour and a half here for our uh, wonderful podcast. Indeed. That I'm sure somebody listens to. <laughs> I know I do in my dreams. Just hear it all back. Oh, oh wow. That's, uh, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, I've been working on it. Work in progress. Nice. Uh, so speaking of, uh, work in progress, have you made any progress in some games this week? I have. I have. <gasps> Let's go. Um, so first of all, um, in case anyone missed it, the final say for Octopath Traveler was posted on the site today. Um. I was literally just on the site and didn't see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I wasn't looking. Don't I'm go sorry. in the slider. Um, yes, that is done. No, no. It's fine. It looks oddly similar to the subsurface circular one <laughs> at a quick glance. Um, but yeah, so that's up on the site. Really enjoyed the game. Um, left it feeling, uh, which I wrote at the very end of the final say, left it feeling a lot like I did at the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where I really enjoyed my time with it, but it's not a game that will stick with me for very long, I think. Um, but it's definitely worth playing if you like JRPGs and have Switch. Um, and then what else? So, um, I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells on my Switch. Oh, guess what, Chris? Do you really like Dead Cells? It's a really good game. I haven't played it yet. It's really good. Um, I've put some serious time into that this week. I'm on the commute and just kind of at home when I get home from work. Um... Yeah, it's just addicting, man. It's I think my best run was like 50 minutes. I think I got either to the final area or the second to final area. And then I got destroyed very quickly. Um, but the the persistent progression is, is interesting. Um, at first glance, when I got to the menu to... As you defeat enemies, you pick up cells like souls, blah, 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 haha, it's like Dark Souls. Um, and you can invest them in permanent upgrades across runs. And at first they kind of seem like underwhelming. But the real progression in the game is actually from you just learning the areas. So you always start off in the prison. You work your way through the prison and the first time you do it, you don't know the enemy patterns. You don't know exactly the best way to take them out. And you just aren't familiar with the area. But by like the third, fourth run, like I'm so comfortable with the first two or three areas of the game that I don't take any damage and I just keep going. Um, the game encourages you to speed run if you want. There are certain time locks. I know there are speed doors. Yes, yeah. there are speed doors. I have yet to actually open a speed door because... I'm just trying to kill as many things as possible to get as many cells to get as many upgrades. But I almost did this morning because I got a really bad start to the run. But I ended up 
I kept going, but yeah, there's speed doors. Um, the weapons in the game are really satisfying. Bows are very good. Um, and also the dodge roll is very good. But it's not like it's not like a Metroidvania in the sense that it's one big map with all the areas. Um, they're kind of different sectioned off areas. So there will be a map that's the prison. And then once you get to the end of that, you'll go through a door that says that's the name of the next area you go to. And that's when you cash in your cells and when you get health and buy mutations, which are um, not persistent upgrades, but they're upgrades um, for your current run. So, for example, one that I usually go with is like 30% extra life. So it just bumps up your health. Um, but it's in between the areas where you cash in the cells. And the game makes you cash in all of the cells um, before you move on. Because you can't do that at all. The only time you can ever cash them is in between these areas. So, like, right. today on, like, the third area, I think, um, I came across a cursed chest. So these chests usually have some pretty good gear in them. And so I kicked it open. I got this really great bow, but it was a curse chest. So the curse was you will die in one hit from here on out until you kill 10 enemies. So I was like, I've actually run across this one before. It wasn't too bad. So I go and um, there I'm on a platform and then there's a lower platform and then connected to that lower platform was an even lower platform. No, it is a higher was a higher platform with this like skeleton. It was like a it's like a dip, and there was like this skeleton pirate, and he shoots cannonballs that roll across the ground, and if they make contact with you, they explode. But you can dodge roll through them because the dodge roll is all invincibility frames. So I I'm shooting him with arrows, and then I jump in the air to shoot and kill him with the last arrow, and I kill him, but the cannonball had let go. And I landed on the cannonball and I lost a bunch of cells and I turned off my switch. I got real mad, but it's not even easy to do. You have to hold down the button. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, so dead cells was really good. Um, I'm going to continue to be playing that. And then I hate myself and I impulse buy things. And I remember and Hindi criticizes me. Yeah. Well, I don't impulse buy laptops. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, impulse buying is impulse buying. <laughs> so I remember um, kind of a Smash Brothers like clone that came out late last year, or earlier this year, called Brawl Out. Um, I saw it on the store, and I'm like, I kind of want to play something like this. Smash isn't out to December. And I was like, oh, it's cool. They have guest characters. They have the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter, and they have Juan from Guacamelee. And I saw a character trailer that Ukulele and the Dead Cells guy are coming as free DLC. And I was like, sure. Sure, I'll get it. Why not? So I bought it. And that game, playing against the AI, way harder than Smash. That game is really fast to the point where I was shocked. Like, I'm playing through the easy arcade mode, and I'm getting to the, the final stage, and I'm having issues. And that bothers me. But luckily, Juan from Guacamelee, his side special is basically a falcon punch. 
that you can either yeah. charge up or just kind of shoot out real fast for less damage. So I kind of cheesed it that way, which was great. Um, but it also has this weird unlock system where you're unlocking like shards and you can get shards to buy characters. And then there's pinatas that are like loot boxes for skins for characters. It's okay. Like I got it to play as, as Juan from Guacamelee because I love Guacamelee right. so much. Um, right, right. But and I'll be excited to play as, as like the Dead Cells guy because it's cool. But but yeah, it's mostly mostly been Dead Cells. Um, oh, I did finish. Uh, I finished Suikoden. Did I mention? Did I had I, had I finished it last week? I don't think so. No, you told me this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I finished Suikoden. Um, about 18-ish hours or so. Um, I have a Did You Ever Play written up. I just need to go back through and edit it and just make sure it's uh, cleaned up a little bit. And I'm going to, that, that'll be going up by the end of the week. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm holding off to get into Sweeken into 2, put some, put some space in between there, um, and kind of go from there. But that's kind of what I've been playing. How about you? Uh, well, you forgot to mention one very, oh, yeah. very important game mm. that we totally played. Stormrise. You're right. I did forget to mention that. I have to go. So Stormrise is this awesome RTS that was super under underappreciated when it came out. Um, that's some really unique and innovative mechanics that I think went underappreciated and I think have just aged really well. And I, I encourage everyone to go out and just check it out. All right, listen, I was willing to let you have your fun, but then you told people to check this game out, and I need to tell you of all the advice Ross has ever given anybody in his life, that's the worst. Like I didn't say buy don't, it. I said check it don't, out. Don't, 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 don't. Do not check it out, as he says. Mm. That is the bad idea. Let's check that Metacritic. You keep going. I'm going to, I'm just, now I'm curious at this point. Yeah, it's like in the 30s, I think. <clears throat> Fifth, uh, depends on the platform. Uh, PC. PC 42. So, oh, you know. Wow. Why, how did it get that high? On PlayStation 3, 51. <clears throat> Don't. That's generous. <laughs> anyway. Generous. We played Dark Souls wow. 3. Yes, we did. Dark Souls 3 is always a good time. I don't have to tell you guys that. You know I like Dark Souls 3 because I play it all the time. It's true. Um, um, oh yeah, so Chris saw a good deal on Dark Souls 3 for PC. So I bought it and we started it and I'm still in content I've played before, but I, I had fun. I'm looking forward to playing it some more. Forgive me if uh, my audio is loud at the beginning of this because I just noticed that apparently my microphone was turned up and I didn't do it. But I was like, boy, my levels look bad. <laughs> and I looked up and I was like, huh, that's higher than it usually is. So forgive me. Like, it, it, they were obnoxious. Like, I, I have my levels kind of in check at this point. Um, so forgive me if for the last 11 minutes you were like, boy, Chris is making my ears bleed. <laughs> That was not intentional. Ross didn't even tell me. I, I honestly didn't notice. His ears are already bleeding. No, I think I've, I'm just conditioned <laughs> at this point. I don't really notice it anymore. <laughs> being perfectly uh, honest. Yeah. 
yeah, so we played that. By the way, I, I went and killed the Abyss Watchers in my game, so I have that sword for you now. Yes. Yeah, so next time you play... Fashion Souls. Weapon of choice shall be waiting. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, I played Dark Souls with Ross. Uh, I also played... Was that last? That might have been last week. Hold on. Did I play that this week? I have to check. You play Destiny. Uh, uh, Yeah, we're going to get into that. Oh. That's that's a given. Um, Yeah, I played Enter the Gungeon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played that for the first time. Uh, I picked it up on a sale towards the end of July. I had never played it, and I was like, yeah, let's check this game out. You know, see what it has going on. Um, I'll have you know that there is uh, a, a bird boss in that game. You know, he kind of flies out, and it's like, oh, well, what, what are you doing, little bird? And I'm trying to pull up his exact name real quick so I can... Just, just share this. I, I know they're all like gun puns, which is great. But it's 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 a gull with a chain gun, and it comes down and flexes its feathers off, and it's just a muscular chest. <laughs> it's definitely Vulcan Raven. That's pretty great. <laughs> that I didn't get his name, but it's definitely it's just a bird head, bird feet, and just a muscular human chest and arms, just a whole human torso. Uh, and he just flies around with a chain gun. Gatling Gull is what you're looking for. Yes. Yeah, it's Vulcan Raven. Oh yeah, there it is. I ha- I did have it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. With kind of how obsessed I've been with um, with Dead Cells, I'm, I'm kind of getting that that roguelite itch a little bit. Kind of want to give Enter the Gungeon a shot as well. There's the Beholster, which is like the Beholder from Doom, and mm. he's got like yeah. eight guns, like in Doom. I've watched a bunch of yeah, this it, yeah. they're all great, and the names are yeah. all great. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon's pretty good. Yeah, um, I like that game a lot. You gonna go back to it? Oh yeah, yeah, nice. oh yeah, you can count on it. That is uh, that's probably gonna be a regular like, hey, I've got an hour to kill. Let's enter the Gungeon. Nice. Yeah, but um. I played that instead of Dead Cells because I was streaming and I was like, hey, what game would you guys want me to play? And shockingly, nobody picked Dead Cells. You have a terrible audience. Okay, I gave them what they wanted. They showed up for Enter the Gungeon. Fair enough, fair enough. One of them voted for We Happy Few. I have to play that still, too, at some point. Um, But I have that. Uh, I need to play Dead Cells. Also, Death's Gambit came out yesterday, which is a game I was really looking forward to for a long time. Adult Swim, right? Um, yep. Like, it, there was nothing about it, but I kept waiting, and then they added it to, like, Steam Wishlist, so I added it to my wishlist. They announced the date, and I forgot that it was yesterday. I've heard mixed things about the game so far, but okay. I think I'm still going to take the plunge. What kind of game is it? Because it is, like, a Metroidvania-type game. Okay. Uh, but with a heavy Dark Souls influence. Gotcha. Yeah. I really want to play that, mm-hmm. even if it's not that great. I kind of want to still play it. It looks really cool. Uh, but yeah, I have been back on my Destiny 2 grind because one of the people in my chat actually just got a, a new PC, and I helped him find a deal, same website, 
that I gave you uh, on uh, Destiny 2 because he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in playing it. So I helped him find a deal on that and he picked that up, got the DLC and everything. And then uh, he's been playing that and luckily he's been having a really good time. Uh, nice. Oh my God. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I had some guy, he was one of, he's not a regular, but I knew who he was and he just comes into my chat and he says, lol. Okay. Thank you. Phone. Uh, it says, he says, lol, this game is such a ripoff and I'm thinking, okay, he's just messing with me. Whatever. Let's see what he has to say. He goes on this fucking thing of like, they should, he, he's, he, he basically made the, they should include all the DLC kind of arguments. And I'm like, dude, it's a live game. You go into this understanding there's going to be DLC. And they're like, yeah, but I shouldn't have to pay for that content. I already bought the game. And then he starts attacking me personally. <laughs> he starts calling me like closed minded and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand the concept of business. I'm closed minded. It was, it was, it was ridiculous, dude. Sounds it was like ridiculous. It. If you are that type of person who you go into a stream of someone you've been watching for a long time who probably likes to see you there. They remember you and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Do not tell that person playing a game they really like that it is a ripoff and to try and convince them why you're saying that game is bad. They don't care what you have to say. They like the game. Just don't. I think, I think somebody banned him. I don't even know. Like, I was just, like, flabbergasted. <laughs> I was like, Disney 2's been out for a year. Where are you coming from? <laughs> like, come on, dude. This isn't the first time you watched me play this game. You, you uh, obviously haven't been around recently. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Uh, but anyway, I, I've been uh, helping him, help my friend get caught up. And, and, like, of course, it was, like, shortly after he bought it. And then he starts this argument. And I'm like, I don't think my friend is going to think this of the game. But, you know, I checked with him after. I'm like, yeah, having fun, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I love this game. He's a hunter, so of course he he does. Ugh, um, <laughs> the worst kind of people. Hunters are the worst kind of people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I've been on the grind. I am trying to build up my pool of Vanguard tokens, Masterwork cores, and gunsmith materials uh, in anticipation of Forsaken, mm. which is ever closer every day. It's right around the corner. I can't wait. You goddamn better believe I'm not playing. I am not even buying Spider-Man at launch. That, that's crazy. Not that's even buying so, Spider-Man. That's so crazy. I'm going to wait. <gasps> I'm not going to have time for Spider-Man. I'm going to be playing Destiny 2 every day. You're a crazy person, but I respect you. I mean, one of us has to do it. <laughs> you know? No, that's not true. <laughs> one of us wants to do it. See, there we go. <laughs> Anyway, anything uh, else you've yeah. been playing? Uh, no, I okay. actually don't think so. I think I've been playing Destiny since Saturday. <laughs> or no, Sunday, because we play Dark Souls on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, ever since then, I've just been playing Destiny. Well, you want to dive into times. some news? Yeah. Uh, can we, on the topic of Destiny, 
Uh, or, or, well, we can take this one of two directions. The Dark mm. Souls or Destiny. This is an easy transition for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know? They're they're both your babies. You pick. Alright, well, let's... Let, let, let's... Let's go in an order that might shock you. Um, maybe in the order of how much I think I like the game as a whole. Uh, the game I like as a whole. But Dark Souls Remastered is coming to Switch finally. Uh, I believe it was October 6th? October 19th, I believe. October 19th, yeah. Okay, don't quote me on days. I didn't have it up. Uh, yeah, October 19th, uh, along with the Solaire Amiibo, uh, which mm. is the only thing I want. I just want them to, like, show it again, and then, like, pan up and show that it's a Smash Brothers base, and then mm. th- uh, then just be like, a new challenger has arrived, <laughs> and then just go into it from there. That would be the hypest shit. There's gonna be a few more characters released. I know, but, like, just imagine, like, hey, what's that on Solaire's base? And just rotate the amiibo and just, like, remove the amiibo and just so the smash. And a new challenger! And then just, like, yes! Yeah, man. That would be incredible. Would you made him? I don't know. I am pretty dedicated to getting my Samus back. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I miss, I miss my Samus. I was mm. so... Man, my prime in Smash in Melee was Samus. Those, those were my prime days, Samus and Roy. So I finally have an opportunity to get back to my prime. <laughs> nice. Everyone can. <laughs> and smash some fools. Everybody can, because everyone is here. <laughs> um, uh, well, I know that Chris played through the remaster earlier this year when it first <laughs> came out and was not a big fan. Um, oh, so I'm not good. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, is it 40 or 60? Uh, that's a great question. Um, if they have a sale on it in the holiday, I'll probably pick it up. You don't like the game. Why would you buy it? Because, Ross, I'm stupid. Well. And I like Dark Souls as a whole. Maybe I'll like it better in single player because I won't be getting invaded by hackers all the time. I feel like you only like one game in the franchise, the Dark Souls franchise. Listen, two is not my fault. <laughs> two is not sense. my fault. <laughs> you haven't sense. you haven't played two. Two is weird, dude. I know. That's there's what I've this heard. whole like beginning thing where you go into this house and there's a bunch of ladies like talking about you in front of you. I've played two. Don't you worry. I'm not talking out of my ass. I have played Dark Souls 2. That game is weird. I'm just saying you're a fan of one game, not the franchise, I would say. I beat Dark Souls. Look. Look. I beat the game. I beat all the DLC in Dark Souls 1. I'm not saying the whole experience was without joy. I'm just saying I stunlocked the final boss. That's not my fault. It was my impression you got no joy from that game. No, it was not a joyless experience. It was Dark Souls. Of course, I'm going to have some fun. It's just that game is really like, it feels archaic in comparison to 3. Because 3 just works. And 3 came out much later. 3 also has multiple input support. Because Dark Souls 1 will only support one button press at a time. So you can't like dodge and queue up a flask like you can in 3. Yeah. That's... Sucks. (laughs) 
Listen, the only reason I don't like it as much is because I played the better game already. Yeah, that was the mistake. It's like watching Brotherhood before the original Fullmetal Alchemist. But there was still a lot of... Yeah, that if you do that, there's no that's what th- That's what I did. And I, I know, think the original Fullmetal Alchemist is not good. I feel really bad for you because it is pretty good. I'm not saying it's nowhere close to Brotherhood, but like it has many... Like that show in a bubble was perfect. If they had never made another Full Metal Alchemist, like I would have been totally okay with that. Oh yeah. They I'm just sure. happened to make a much better show yeah. afterward. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like there are moments like the gaping dragon was like when I walked in there, I was like, this is super cool. It's just like the boss like that game is a victim of time because it's just like it was it's just so archaic and clunky and it just doesn't feel good to play and it's just like it, it feels more punishing than, like, some of the newer Dark Souls games. It feels more of, like, the artificial punishment that I generally don't like in those types of games. Where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't feel like I'm failing because I'm bad. I feel like I'm failing because the game is forcing me to fail. Mm-hmm. Or the game is not giving me the tools to succeed the way I need to at, at all the time. You know, some a lot of, like, my initial progress in the game was just like, okay, I don't know what to do here. I'm just going to run. And then that happens to work sometimes. Fair enough. And I just confirmed it is $40. All right. Yeah, maybe. So, um, so yeah, Dark Souls Remastered, finally coming to Switch. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to it. What do you want to go to next? Uh, so... Another port? Want... Sure. Take it away. Uh, speaking of ports on the Switch... Um, Forbes leaked that the, one of the worst kept secrets that Diablo. Could you help me out there? Hold on. Diablo the three Lord of terror <laughs> is uh, will be coming to Switch this year um, with all DLC um, as well as some specific Legend of Zelda Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Armor. For $59.99. That is too um, much for a game yes. that came out in 2012? Yes, that is correct. Um, it is 2012. Um, so yeah, it's. I'm glad it's coming to the system out of... I If it, if it was 40, I'd be all over this thing. Um, it is cool. It does have some Switch-specific features, such as like f- four-player local co-op um wireless co-op that doesn't need internet if everyone's in the same room um cloud saves uh i will i'd like to just point out very quickly that the same diablo 3 eternal collection already exists on xbox one and playstation 4 including all the exact same content starting at 40 dollars. yep that switch tax yeah sucks or yeah those games Uh, actually run uh on their appropriate systems at 4k hmm like, true 4K. Nah, I don't care that much about that. It's nice. When you have a 4K TV, it's nice to have stuff that plays in 4K. Yeah, but, like, Diablo's not an impressive-looking game. Like, I don't, I care less about that in wow. 4K. Diablo has a lot of really cool effects. It has cool effects, but, I mean, it, like, it's not it, a it graphical also, powerhouse. But, but, but it also helps with the scaling and stuff, too. Yeah. It just yeah. cleans up some of... So, like, it makes the game look sharper. So, like... You know, it, it still look it looks better in 4K, obviously, than it would at 1080p. Is still the point. The more you know, 
4K looks better than 1080p. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm full of insight. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that's coming out this year at some point. Um, so, yeah, you can get a chicken pet because, of course. Um, nice. What do you want to go to next? I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, Forsaken. So they're they're trickling out uh, more and more details. Some of the stuff we've already heard about, um, but the game sounds like they're taking progression wise. They're taking it kind of back. They they keep referencing Destiny One in terms of progression, which seems to be again. I as I have stated before, I was not a fan of Destiny One. The progression was not the issue I had with the game. It was the game. The story. That nothing mattered. You know, that everything was StarCraft. It was like... It was, <laughs> and Halo. The, the story was about as good as No Man's Skies. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, they're, they're trying to create more of like a trickle to level up. Like they said, one of the things is like when you're in the social area, they want people to be like, oh, that person's max level. You know, they want it to be kind of a situation like that. Um, they did talk about scaling rewards. So, like, they said, for instance, uh, a guardian who manages to complete a raid uh, when they're under the recommended power uh, will earn a greater reward than, you know, they would if they were at the recommended power. Mm. And uh, the important things now is things like exotics will always come in at a higher power level than what you're at. So no more getting throwaway exotics. Every right. exotic has an opportunity to build you up. Right. Which is important, even if it's like a point or two, like that adds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the the progression seems really focused. Um, they, they reiterated that a lot of the events aren't going to just be on the director anymore. So you're going to have to do some exploration to kind of figure out what, what things are going on where. Uh, they already talked about like the more frequent resets. It just sounds like Destiny 2 is becoming a much more engaging game, which is good for someone like me who just likes playing Destiny. Right, right. I, I have more meaningful things to do on a weekly basis now. I'm very excited. I'm happy for you. I remember. I remember when I hated Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like give it a try come on <laughs> yeah it's like like my time with that game was on ps4 and i feel like if we would have had more people like i could see myself still playing it today and being happy but i don't know that time the time for me to be like super into that game has passed no, it man, was there you just, get, you just get forsaken you use that boost you get your warlock back and you start shooting laser beams it's, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, the Dreaming City looks really cool. Yeah. I don't know. The time is not now, as John Cena would say. The time. John Cena doesn't say that. The time was then. And (laughs) that time is over. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, man, we missed the perfect um, opportunity to... I missed an opportunity for a segue. Uh, back when we were talking about Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls, there's a new Dark Souls three mod coming. 
uh, uh, that is letting you play as the bosses. Who do you want to play as? Number Soul one, Soul of Cinder, or the Nameless King. You don't want to play as the Abyss Watchers. I can already do that. Oh, yeah, but imagine if that was, dude. Imagine if like three or four of us could all play as the Abyss Watchers and like we can already ki- do that, ki- killing each other. Well, like can, taking on an NPC person. We can already do. Well, okay. We can still technically already do that. You see what I mean, though. We, yeah, yeah, but you're being a jerk about it. You know what no, I mean. No, but we like can the cutscene. But we can do that. <laughs> like literally, all we do is one of us is summoned in as a friendly phantom, the other one is summoned in as a bad phantom, and then we just go beat up an NPC. <laughs> That's way less interesting. That's way less interesting. Yep. Okay, we my parade's been rained on. Keep we going. We should do that. No, we should totally no, get like no, Tony it's... or someone. We all dress up like abyss watchers. We get the sword. We get invaded by somebody. We just start fighting each other and them. <laughs> no, no, I'm heartbroken. It's fine. Keep going. Um, Red, I'll wipe away my tears. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so that looks like... <laughs> the mod looks interesting from what I've seen because they showed like the Soul of Cinder and he had this massive health bar and like FP bar just to do like a million abilities and you know then you're basically playing as Gwyn and that's like kind of nuts in itself but apparently they already did that in Dark Souls 1 so you, just, you know that's, there was a similar that's mod done. in Dark Souls 1 you could play as the gaping dragon which I don't know if you've ever seen that thing but it is sizable can you play Sif? probably probably I would have to imagine. Yeah. yeah. There's a boss in this game, or in Dark Souls 3, in uh, the Ashes of Ariandel DLC that uh, is kind of like Sif. Hmm. It looks a lot like Sif. It's not Sif, but, you know, yeah. you, it's definitely an inspired battle. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, that's a cool mod. I'm glad that... I'm glad mods exist. <laughs> yeah. Because they make some cool things. Yeah. Uh... Speaking of making cool things, the the team behind Yakuza makes some pretty cool games. They do. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Did you know that prior to releasing the game on the PlayStation 2, they pitched it to Microsoft and Nintendo, and both parties declined it? Not surprised at all. In the least. It was, at that time... Way too adult for Nintendo, and at that time, way too Japanese for Microsoft. So, yep. not surprised at all. <laughs> and then Microsoft ends up getting Shenmue. Yeah. Uh, uh, Go figure. They, yeah, Peter Moore screwed over Dreamcast fans with that one. <sighs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so there was uh, a piece on Kotaku. Uh, I guess it was actually from Edge Magazine. Um that still exists. Where? Yeah. Huh. I'm, re- I'm reading it again, and it says the latest issue, issue of Edge Magazine. So I guess they're pulling from that. Oh, um, wow. I didn't see that the first time I read it. <laughs> so, like, basically, to even get Yakuza off the ground, the game's, like, director had to go over his own boss's head, and he pitched it directly to the new uh, owners of Sega after they merged with Sammy. He did it direct and was just like, green light this game and they green lit it and he said his boss was pissed off but 
you know, we, we know which side of history he ended up on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yakuza is so cool. I'm still mad at myself that I haven't played through six. And I've had it for so long. And Kiwami 2 is coming out. <sighs> and the Shenmue remaster is coming out. I pre-ordered that. And that's coming next month. It's just like so much great Japanese games. So so much so much great games. I'm great at words in English. Mm, mm, I, mm. I write things sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it was an interesting story for sure. Um, yeah, it's Sony was obviously the only option at that point who would even take it so i mean i just think sony was the right point or the the right company for it at the time regardless oh yeah because like playstation 2 had like the numbers and it was like even if it was a cult hit like a cult hit on playstation 2 could still do a million units and that could be considered a cult hit you know yeah if yakuza would have been exclusive to gamecube that franchise would have died yeah it never would have got off the ground no no especially with the the first game and the bad English voice acting. As much as I love Mark Hamill, it's wrong decision. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Let's see. So do you just let's get let's get the bad out of the way. Let's. This is going to be the last time we talk about Philip Mewson. Um, <sighs> so, uh, in. I think we talked about it last week, the video. I don't know if the video was... Yeah, we talked about this last week. Yeah. So, excuse me. He had the video, and he basically denied any wrongdoing, uh, which, I mean, he probably copied that from someone. Uh, yeah. One of the and- weirdest parts about that video was, like, he mentioned Boomstick Gaming, and he's just like... Yo, best of luck to you, to you, dude, he moving forward. That's like, that's a really weird thing to bring. Just don't bring him up at all if you're going to do that. Anyway. So he... So much wrong. He, he doesn't apologize to Boomstick. He apologizes to IGN, but then decides to target the definitive games journalist, Jason Schreier. Says, hey, Kotaku, if you can find any more examples of me plagiarizing work, you know, please let me know. To which I imagine Jason Schreier turned to somebody, hey, hey, can you grab me a beer? Thanks. Hold my beer. Cracks his knuckles and gets to work. They have found at least dozens, like, like dozens of more articles of him plagiarizing. It's, oh, like some, some of the sources they found. Boomstick Gaming, Nintendo Life, Polygon, Engadget, Nintendo Wire. The Engadget one is really bad. There are parts that are literally word for word. He's not even trying to hide it. Wikipedia. LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah. His LinkedIn resume is copy and pasted from a job template website. It's it's unbelievable. Oh my god. So, So... I mean, moral of the story, do not challenge Jason Schreier. (laughs) He will find you and he will ruin you. Uh, He will get to the bottom of this. But so IGN is going through now and just pulling down everything he ever did for them because now they can't be sure. They can't know. They're like, what if he did something? So now they have to get rid of everything he ever did. They're already talking about re-reviewing games like Doom for Switch. Um... 
Skyrim as well. Skyrim, because they're like, we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, it's just... And he's been there since, I think, October last year. So that's a lot of stuff they're having to go through and dedicate resources to. And it's like, I am not a huge fan of most of the personalities left at IGN at this point. But my heart goes out to him because this is going to hang over their head for a while. It's not even their fault. It's not their fault. No, it's not. But it's going to happen because, oh, the guy from IGN plagiarized. I wonder how many other, you know, reviewers get paid off to write good reviews. Like, that's always been a, that's always been a thing in the industry. And this is just like, oh, video game journalists are dishonorable. Great. Yep. It's just, it, it makes me mad. Makes me so mad. I, but I, if he makes another know. statement, he's a fool. It's he better, I. He better crawl in a ditch and lay there and just like you know wait this out until you know something happens. But like he needs to lay low because this dude, for probably like the next week or two, as this keeps coming to light, he's target number one. Yeah, I subscribe to his YouTube channel just to see if he puts anything else out because I'm. <laughs> fascinated because he put his foot he, he put his foot in his mouth once i would love to see it again oh my god i wish he would just i want to see how he talks his way out of this he tried and failed already so no, but like but like when the proof is so definitive um i listened to um... i guess robert Mueller's gonna be busy he's you know when he's done with the the, the election thing you know from 2016 yeah. he's gonna jump on the plagiarism case <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's interesting i listened to um colin moriarty's on his youtube channel he did a, a video about it and one thing he said is that like either Musin just really has no talent or the way he talks about the articles in that in that apology video like it almost sounds like he genuinely isn't aware of what he did wrong like part of me almost feels like he has no idea where he's like before i write a review i look around everywhere to find everyone's thoughts on it so i can have the most well-informed opinion it's like you have to form your opinion before or else you'll be shaped by others oh yeah no like if i know if i know I'm going to be writing about a game, like doing a review for it or something. I will avoid it like the plague because I will like, I just know there's going to be that lingering thing. And I think it was, I was listening to like the giant bomb cast or giant beast cast. uh, And they mentioned it. It was the beast cast because it was, um, it was Dan talking. um, Mm -hmm. And he was just like, you're always going to have that thought in the back of your head. Wait, was this an original idea or did somebody else plant this? You know, it's kind of like inception where it's just like, you don't know what your thoughts are anymore because you've read all these other thoughts. So you effectively have none. Yeah. You can't have an original thought when you already know everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, it's so mm. the hardest reviews I ever wrote, like when I was writing for like those gaming nerds were the reviews that like took me a while and I had gone and read like other things about games and read other opinions. And then those reviews are so hard because it's like, I know I read this, so I can't really talk about this. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and then you just put yourself in this awful, awful position where you're like, 
I don't even know how I'm going to write about this game. And back then, you know, we had long form reviews and it was like, how am I going to fill, you know, a page and a half to two pages about this game when it's like, I, you know, I, I don't even know what my thoughts are anymore on this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, unless he makes another fantastic video or there's another big revelation that's going to be the last we talk about Philip Mewson. I, I feel like my, I feel like we're ripe for at least one more revelation. Probably. Or two, Just, depending on how he takes the news. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's move on. Yeah, so I... We I put guess, the same article from two different websites on here. Awesome. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice you added that. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, let's just touch on that one. So, uh, Patrick Soderlund, or Soderlund, uh, of DICE and EA, is leaving the company. The, yeah. The, the, the brawn, you know, the brain's brawn behind Battlefield and some of uh, EA's other... Uh, I, get, I don't want to say, like, practices and stuff like that, but, you know, he was a big, influential figure in EA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is stepping away, and that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, because um, just kind of reading up on him a little bit, he was kind of one of the major kind of forces behind Frostbite. Yeah, but caveat here. Yeah. He's also a big problem because he was one of the big guys behind Frostbite, and we all know that Frostbite was not designed for anything but Battlefield. But they sure put a lot of games in Frostbite, Mass Effect Andromeda, um, that didn't need or want to be in Frostbite. Games that have gotten worse since being added to Frost, or since they've started running in Frostbite. Madden, for example. Um, You also have to wonder how much influence he had in some of the other uh, more executive decisions. Uh, As a whole, I think EA is very out of touch. Yeah. And this but, might not be a bad thing. I, I On one hand, like, I looked at it at first, like, oh, that's a shame. But then, like, just you said, like, I read the thing about Frostbite. I was like, oh, he's part of the problem. Because yeah. not so, everything needs to be running in Frostbite. Yeah. So he hasn't said where he's going. He just, uh, CEO Andrew Wilson said, and this is from the Polygon article. I think he quote, needs to go, too. After nearly two decades as a pioneer for our company and industry, he will begin a new chapter later this year. So, like, as as much as Frostbite has not turned out to be great, um, I feel like this guy does... He, he has value to bring to yes. another company. For, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just trying to disparage him. Like, he no, is, no, no, he I know, is I know. A, I, a valuable he, and important... For, for as much as I say, like, you know, making everything at EA run in Frostbite was probably a bad decision and continues to be a bad decision. He also made, he was a part of a lot of some of my favorite games, like yeah. Bad Company 2, which I still think is the best Battlefield game they've ever made. Like, I love, 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 love that game. And he was a big part of that because he was still front lines at dice, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 So, for like, sure. like, his influence is not to be ignored. But I don't think that EA shaking up some of their higher ups and like letting people go is a bad idea because that company needs to change its directions 
and yeah. they need it, to get more in touch with you know the modern audience and figure out how not to you know how to make their money without monetizing the hell out of everything and making people miserable yeah yeah i think it'll be good for a fresh start for him as well um wherever he goes if you hear a dog crying in the background it's because Allie just got home and the dog is happy so red is always happy when mom gets home it's true it's true it's very true um, um yeah do you do you want to talk about the the bethesda th- thing yeah so i find it really funny I, I guess I am both surprised and not surprised that Bethesda is the one taking the hardest stance. But Sorry. <laughs> Dog is sneezing. Wife is saying bless you bless unnecessarily. You. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Bethesda decides, you know what? This whole crossplay thing, it's ridiculous. They said that, you know, Todd Howard calls out Sony says Fallout 76 won't have crossplay because Sony is not the best partner that we would like them to be. And now Mr. Pete Hines himself uh, decides, all right, line in the sand, Elder Scrolls Legends. You know, the, really the, just the the car sticking their necks out on this one. And there is now the PS4 release, which was quoted in e3 is now being brought into question um because as he said at uh he apparently told game informer in an interview at quakecon uh it is both cross-platform play and cross-platform progress um hold on uh i want to get the exact line there's a specific line um so I'm just going to read this whole thing. It is our intention in order for the game to come out. It has to uh, be those things uh, on any system. We cannot have a game that works one way across everywhere else, except for this one thing. Uh, the way the game works right now on Apple, Google, Steam, and Bethesda.net, it doesn't matter where you buy stuff. If you play it on another platform, that stuff is there. It doesn't matter what platform you play on. You play against everyone else who is playing at the moment. There's, Oh no, or there's no, oh, it's easier to control or it has a better frame rate on this system. It's a strategy card game. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> but there was yeah. like. Yeah, it's. I feel like there was a more hardline quote somewhere, and I guess I just can't find it, but like, he. he th- oh, hold on. I found more. It, it's an interesting hardline stance from. Essentially Bethesda. non negotiable. Yeah. That's what he so... called it. Like, I'm of two minds on this. On one hand, like, I appreciate them drawing this line in the sand because I think it is still ridiculous at this point that literally everyone's on board except for Sony. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to make a statement, you got to do it with a game that people actually care about. <laughs> like, I'm sure this game will make enough money. But... Yeah. It's not the biggest game to make a statement with. Yeah, and like, it, yeah, it, it would have really been better to do this with like, also, they're not going to not release the game, let's be real, because they know Sony still has the install base. Like, the the other two platforms don't even come close. So... You can release it on the other two to make a statement, but then you're missing out on all that money from the PlayStation 4 end, you know? 
Um, How many consoles has PS4 sold at this point? Over 80 million. Gotcha. Which is kind of nuts, really. It's kind of crazy um, when you think about it. But I think Polygon had a pretty interesting article uh, where they said Sony's tactics are, with regards to crossplay are working. Because they said after E3, everybody was up in arms. You need to allow it. You need to allow it. And now everybody's kind of gone quiet on that front. And they're like, it worked. Nobody's talking to Sony about crossplay. Like Ninja can say something or whatever, but nobody is like hounding them anymore about crossplay. So Sony's strategy of just wait it out is working. And I mean, apparently it's, it's, it's not that important if the dialogue, if people aren't maintaining that dialogue and that level of commitment of like, hey, we no, we still want this. Sony's not going to cave. Yeah, I mean, like part of that, like and Elder Scrolls Legends is not going to change their mind. Yeah, like part of it dying down from the public eye is not necessarily. I feel like the importance. I feel like that's just the way it is in modern day news, where like how many people are still talking about like Ferguson and stuff like that. Like, that dies down after a few weeks, a few months. Like, that's just the way society is at this point. People forget. People stop caring. The next new thing comes along. And I still maintain that Sony should do it. Um, but, yeah, Legends is not going to be the game to really <laughs> to really push that's, the issue. Th- that's not going to move the needle. No, not at all. As much as, you know... I, I understand why Bethesda's doing it, though, because this is an opportunity for them to get out there and be like, hey, you know what? We're on your side. Buy our games, please. Also, yeah. download Bethesda Net because it's the only place you're going to be able to play Fallout 76. No, thanks. You can read an article about PC launchers from Chris. Yeah. Um, so, on anyway. the topic of cross-play games, and uh, specifically Fortnite, yeah. there's... Uh, everybody has heard of ninja and there has been this growing dialogue around ninja declining to play uh fortnite with female streamers and there's this huge debate that's growing out of this of is he right is he wrong there This is a really weird circumstance because I think, ultimately, you know, Ninja, uh, for those who don't know, is probably the biggest streamer on the planet right now. Um, he's Fortnite streamer. He's raking in money hand over fist. Uh, this dude, and he's he's a pretty charming guy. You know, he's funny. He's entertaining. I can see why people flock to a person like Ninja. Um <clears throat> So Ninja had to address this issue because there were some female streamers who were asking him to play and he declined. He did it in a respectful way, but he declined to play with them. And there's a quote from Ninja. Uh, this this was something with, with Polygon at the Samsung event where they announced uh, Fortnite would be coming to Android. So this is a quote from Ninja. If I have one conversation with one female streamer where we're playing with one another, and even if there's a hint of flirting, that is going to be taken and going to be put on every single video and be clickbait forever. So, on one hand, you know, people are making this an issue out of, well, Ninja's not playing with girls, what's wrong with Ninja? 
On the other hand, we got to look at it as what's wrong with the internet that a man can't play with a girl on stream because the internet's going to, it's not might. The internet is going to take this and run with it in a wild, crazy direction and try and villainize an otherwise wholesome event. He's not wrong when he says the internet's going to take it and run away with it. He is not wrong in the slightest. Yeah. You can say, and and, and I would say too, I understand where he's coming from. And, you know, I, I'm not in a position to tell him to be like, no, dude, you, you should, you know, you have to do this. This is ridiculous. This isn't, you know, we're not talking about Sony allowing crossplay. This isn't going to be the end of the world for somebody. But like, he and his wife, because he is married, um, it sounds like she is very supportive of him. This was his decision, not hers, and he made that very clear. I feel like, you know, understanding Ninja and the relationship he has with his wife, I don't feel like this would be any major detriment to them other than just this awkward negative publicity. I feel like not playing, you know, by by taking this hard of a stance... You're almost enabling these people to attack you over this mm-hmm. because now it's like, well, okay, even if it's not a result of sexism or anything like that, people can still construe it that way because people will construe it however they want. But that's also to Ninja's point. It's a lose-lose situation for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for this, I definitely get where he's coming from. And to a point, I do agree with him. Um, but at the same time, like if if uh, like rumors happen when you're in the public eye like this, it happens. Um, if you if you're confident and stable in your relationship, much less marriage, I feel like this should not be as big of an issue. And it's also like you're taking away opportunities for other people as well. Like a lot of people kind of blow up by having cameos on other streams or other YouTube channels. And it's already hard enough for women in gaming um, at this point. And while he's not active, like from everything I've read and everything I've seen of him, obviously this does not seem like a sexist act. It seems like an act for his, his marriage. Um, it does become exclusionary and kind of hurts, I feel like, female gaming even more by getting even less exposure. And what exposure it does gain, especially female streamers, um, it's largely very sexist coverage of them. Like Kotaku had an article about, like, uh, Alinity and one other uh, female streamer and the whole, like, thought thing going on and it's like that's when you hear about female streamers and by not playing with female streamers um i think it is doing some damage as well not that i think he's doing it intentionally but it's gonna be an end result of it yeah i i feel like there's for for ninja there's only two wrong answers in this scenario it's the one where he openly and directly invites this type of drama into his life. And then there's the other one where he invites a different drama upon himself 
but keeps it away from, you know, the people he cares about. But in either scenario, Ninja loses. Yeah. Except for the fact that he's still making tons and tons and tons and tons of money. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm kind of on two minds about this. Um, um, I think largely I disagree with his decision. And that's kind of where, where I'm at. Primarily, I'd say the same, but I also respect his decision in terms of like, I don't feel like he's doing, he's not doing this for bad reasons. He's not turning into PewDiePie. Right. Which is sometimes all we can ask for. <laughs> yeah, no, Ninja is, this is, you know, Ninja is protecting his personal life and I can respect that. He, yeah. He's trying to keep the drama of the internet away from his personal life. And I can understand why he would want to do that in an age like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So that's that. Yeah. Um, finally, our last piece of the day. Uh, THQ Nordic, the company that seems to be buying everything. Uh, especially the titles of yesteryear, uh, has purchased the rights to Time Splitters from Crytek. Yeah. Now, a lot of you might not even know what Time Splitters is. It was real good. That's what Time Splitters was. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, so sometimes like an you know an at times over the top first person shooter. Um, there was like time travel elements. Obviously that's what the time splitters is from. There was a story. There was like a fun multiplayer. Uh, there were three games in total, all three extremely well received. Um, and there were always rumors of a fourth, but the developers free radical decided to make a game for PS3 that you definitely haven't heard of called haze. Wait, run that by one more time. Free radical. The developers of Time Splitters made yeah. Haze for the PlayStation 3. Just making sure I heard you right. That's too bad. Yep. Oh. <sighs> so yellow. Yeah. Ugh. So, Haze is a game I haven't thought about since <laughs> Haze came out. Um, yeah. Apparently, oh. no, that's a lie. I saw it earlier this year running on a PS3 emulator. Oh, good. Yeah, so okay. we have Haze up and running. Yeah, so ultimately this led to Free Radical being purchased by Crytek, uh, and effectively being shut down and folded into Crytek. They never got a publisher for Time Splitters 4 because Haze was a disaster. Excuse me. Um, so we never got Time Splitters 4. Uh, I remember the reveal when they were like, hey, Time Splitters 4, and they announced it, and it was just a Master Chief looking guy, and he took the helmet off, and it was just the Time Splitters monkey. <laughs> and I was like, well played. Oh. But, um, yeah, like, I would be totally okay if they were just like, we're going to re-release the first three Time Splitters in a bundle for like 30, 40 bucks. Have fun. Cool. Yeah. If they were like, hey, we're going to get serious about making a Time Splitters 4, I am less okay with that. But, like, let's see what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a, I don't another think thing. They're do it justice. But yeah. you never know. And another thing, they also acquired the rights to Second Sight. Which 
Second Sight and PsyOps for the PS2 Xbox were really cool games with really cool psychic powers. So I'm looking forward and to... And they have an active plan for that game with Deep Silver. Yeah, yeah. I You know, THQ Nordic is pretty cool. THQ but... Nordic is maybe low-key one of the most exciting publishers in the business right now. Yeah. Uh, just because yeah. they're doing weird stuff. And they're also mm. reviving a lot of old franchises. So, like, I would not be surprised, like, you know, if sometime around, like, E3 next year, they were like, hey, we're making a new Red Faction, and we're not doing that Armageddon bullshit. We're going to make a real Red Faction guerrilla follow-up that doesn't suck. Because you're worth it. No more remastered. Ugh. That was still better. That was still better than Armageddon. Even, like, with that yeah. name, it's still better than Red Faction Armageddon. Let's move it underground without any of the destruction. And then give you a thing that repairs stuff instead. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's just make Gears of War on Mars and awful. Let's tell so a really splitters. boring Can- story about the son of the main character from the underdeveloped plotline of Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> it's so yeah. dumb. I hate it. <laughs> so THQ Nordic's pretty cool. Yes. Um, looking forward to more from them. Um, they are quite an exciting What would be the remaster but... pun if they remastered Red Faction Armageddon? Ugh. Um... I don't. I my. I can't even think that stupidly. Remaster. I just can't. Remaster. Gaden. Something like that. Ugh. Anyway, that, that's gonna do it Red for this Faction week. <laughs> that's the correct title. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we will check back next week. Look for um. By the end of this week, my article about Suikoden to go up, as well as I have another. Did you ever play? for next week as well i'm not gonna tell you what it is but look for that oh i forgot i was working on i think i mentioned to you on sunday actually i forgot i was working on um my did you ever play for um dark messiah of might and magic and yeah you did the game that. broke yeah i need to check to see if it's working yet <laughs> otherwise i got that xbox 360 version and i'm gonna have to catch up is that backwards compatible no oh <laughs> I don't think i'm sorry so. let's end this podcast now hook up my 360 <laughs> i'm so sorry anyway <laughs> we'll catch you next thanks week. for listening bye-bye